0: This is Dell Buckner's Financial Clinic. Securities are offered through United Planners Financial Services, member of FINRA, SIPC. Dell Buckner, Inc. is a registered investment advisory firm. Dell Buckner, Inc. and United Planners are not affiliated.
1: A quick word about this program. This is meant for educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations. Always consult with a financial professional regarding your personal situation before making any financial decisions.
0: Custodial protections and safeguards discussed during this program are limited to preventing funds from being stolen or lost. They do not protect investments from potential loss due to market volatility. This is Dale Buckner's Financial Clinic visiting with Brett Hansen Brett, thanks for being on the program again. We're doing a series that's called the Seven Frequently Asked Questions about Retirement. And Brett is uh, doesn't often get to talk much, but I think you, you really want to, uh, during this one, you're going to want to talk a little bit more. No, we'll give it a go, see what happens, Dale. Yeah, well, <laughs> as... I have a lot to say occasionally on these subjects, and the, this one is, what does it cost to work with a financial professional? And a, a lot of depends on how they're compensated. Right. So we, we can certainly have a great conversation a little later in the program about how uh, Certified financial planners are often compensated. We can talk about how registered investment advisors are compensated. We can talk about how other financial professionals are compensated. And then that's gonna help you determine which direction as an investor, and and pretty much as you kind of go through this, how in the world are you gonna determine which direction you should go and who you should hire? It's a, it could be a daunting quest well you know yeah. as I do uh, only in my own style right. you know, I'm pretty proud of myself I'll just talk <laughs> you through it are <laughs> <laughs> and and as we go through this process of you know kind of kind of visit about it, it's, right. it, it it pretty much we break it down and and the f- the first one really kind of revolves around the the difference between a, a performance Financial professional. That's a fiduciary responsible professional, and we're certainly not the only. We're right, certified right. financial planner professionals. We're registered investment advisors. I'm an accredited investment fiduciary. Uh, you know, we, we kind of have our credentials out in front of us that declare that we are financial advisors that are fiduciary responsible advisors. Now, not everybody declares that, right? And uh, some of them have chosen to literally not get credentials, not have the, the same training, and, and so that they don't, aren't held to the higher standard of a fiduciary responsible advisor. Right. That, I've been told that. Right. right. Why don't you uh, become securities licensed? I don't want to do that. I don't want to go through that training and I don't want to be held to that standard. The standards are higher for for securities licensed professionals and the whole industry really great news the whole industry is attempting to try to raise itself up so that we're all held to a more fiduciary responsible They, they come up with a designation called best interest and the best interest is going, uh, attempting to try to raise up everybody that's in the, the fiduciary, uh, the, to the fiduciary level. It's right, not quite right. there yet. The Certified Financial Planner Professional designation truly declares, and you have to declare yourself to be a fiduciary. The Fiduciaries are going to do uh, at all times what's in the best interest of the client. It doesn't mean I can do what's in my best interest, and then if the client's taken good care of, I get I'm right. okay. Right. It can't be that way. It's always in the best interest of the client. It for me, morally. I, I, how do you feel about it morally when you're told you can only do what's in the best interest of the client?
1: Well, Dale, I can only speak for myself, but I got into this business with you about eight years ago to help people with their finances, their investments, their taxes, and things, becoming a certified financial planner. I think you have to be in this business to be thinking about other people. You can't be thinking about yourself. I can take care of my own investments and stuff after hours. You know, I I can do that. I think the wave of the future is for advisors, financial planners, to become Fiduciaries. I think that's that's the expectation of clients, and more and more so as as uh, time goes by. So, I think you're going to find more and more people. Advisors are going to be fiduciaries, but it's going to be the clients, the the person needing a financial planner to do their due diligence and find the one that the advisor that best fits their their needs, best fits their temperament.
0: When when I come back in and I lived through a period of time b- before I became a, a certified financial planner, right? And one of the conversations that we had was before that I became a financial certified financial planner in 1997. So it's been a long time ago, right. but we were actually selling products, we would examine the product to see where what the highest commission was, right. we would then find out what sales pitch you would use to get people to buy more of it. That's right. And you were given awards, sales awards. <laughs> it's just, what could go wrong there? I don't know. You sounded like a this, this, this was This was before <laughs> 2000. Right. Once we switched over to becoming certified financial planners, then we began to really embrace this fiduciary responsible investment advice and that whole presentation where you're literally uh, looking at uh, the uh, client these are the people you're that are trusting you with their investments right. you're, you're looking at the client as almost like a somebody that you're gonna sell something to and make them sign everywhere. Right, and a whole bunch of stuff has gone on since then that is showing that there, those kinds of sales techniques are still out there. Well, Dale, I
1: can tell you, and this is going to date me a little bit, just to kind of piggyback on what you said. I started back in the nineteen eighties. Worked for about two or three years with a couple of major firms. And there was no financial planning at all back then. It was calling people, anybody you could see or or talk with anybody, and talk about a particular product that that person had to have. I mean, it's just totally different now in this day and age.
0: In, In this world that we live in, we would wish everybody to work with a fiduciary responsible advisor. We're not the only ones. Right, right. There there are a lot of registered investment advisory firms out there. There's a lot of trust departments out there. There are a lot, of, a lot of really good quality certified financial planner professionals out there. And those folks being held to the fiduciary standard are going to go through a seven-step process. Right. <laughs> and... That is I, I have often been called up and I had a conversation just recently where the client called up and said I'm losing money I want you to do something just do something I don't want to lose any more money right and and then I had to say well it it's been about... 12 years, <laughs> uh-huh. not quite that long. It's been 12 years since you've come in. Right. You really have been a buy and hold investor your whole life. You, you've had really good results from the investment that you bought 12 years ago. Let's bring you in and see if your goals may have changed. Are you older now? Right. 12 years older. Right. Have. I don't even know whether you're still married. I don't know whether you have kids in college or not anymore. I have no earthly idea of exactly what's going on in your life. I really can't recommend that you buy or sell this particular investment or buy something else uh, and invest in something else without having a discussion. How about the tax implications? How about everything that right. could possibly interfere and make this a negative experience for you you got to come in right and I've got to go through the seven steps of making a determination whether that's the right thing to do right and it, it may be a little bit of frustrating and and then I ended it and plus it's 430 on Friday the market's closed. It's a 3-day weekend. You don't have to worry about anything. Right. <laughs> you, don't worry. The market's not going to torture you for 3 days. Maybe you should, you know, just Right. Just be chilled the whole weekend and relaxed and come in next week and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Right. Uh, uh, Pretty much, I'm not exactly, I'm getting a little bit more dramatic because it's the radio, but that's pretty much the kind of the conversation we were having. Right. When someone is really having one of those moments, I wrote a book about it, Make Money Think Rich. This is something that we have explored, and I, you and I have talked about it a lot. People are emotional about this stuff. That's right. They see a statement, Mm -hmm. and they believe that it's going to always go that direction. Now, fortunately for me, on Tuesday, the market was up a good, strong uptick. And so all the, the danger that downtick was over and they didn't have to suffer much longer. They finally started getting a little relief from the panic attack that they were experiencing. Those panic attacks are real. (laughs) They they are. They're absolutely real. Uh, But having, if a person were uh, having a moment when they literally were having a, that, kind of situation and someone wanted to take advantage of it, well sure, let's sell that whatever expletive you want to put in there. (laughs) Let's sell that stuff and let's let's get me a commission and then I'm going to sell you something else that's not going to be as bad. Right. And it would have gone up too because it went up on Tuesday. They could have taken advantage of it. And the fiduciary responsible person is going to have that conversation. I think we ought to go ahead and take a break. We're kind of right up on top of this. If uh, you'd like to have a a copy of the seven frequently asked questions and have this conversation, we'd love for you to give us a call. Uh, You can go to our website, com. You can Google Dale Buckner. Still coming up the number one website under Dale Buckner. Uh, We're we're a little low. There's a whole lot of advertisements out there. (laughs) Right, right. If you go into Amarillo Area Financial Planner, you got uh, 25 or 30 different advertisements, so we're a little low there. But if you just put in Dale Buckner, you'll get us. Right. And then we can get you that seven frequently asked questions. No obligation. I'm serious. Absolutely no obligation. We'll be glad to get it to you if you say, don't contact me anymore. We won't contact you anymore. If you say, I'd really like to have a relationship with you, not a problem. We'll, we'll start getting a relationship with you. See if we're a good fit. Right. 806-358-7977. We'll get it to you the old-fashioned way by mailing it to you. 1-800-299-PLAN. Or email me at Dale at DaleBuckner.com or Brett with two T's at DaleBuckner.com. This is Dell Buckner's Financial Clinic, visiting with Brett Hanson. Brett, thanks for being on the program. Brett's a certified financial planner professional in our offices at Dell Buckner, Inc., 301 South Polk Suite 420. Thanks. And you're also an enrolled agent, <laughs> right? which nobody knows what That's is. Right. Well, I know a lot of people that are here at an enrolled agent they're, are kind of giggling. But they know what it is. Come on. They No, 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 they don't? I
1: don't think they do. Okay. Well, anyway,
0: you're an enrolled agent, and uh, you've got some other credentials, but let's say your MBA is probably the one that is the most significant. That education is priceless in this kind of situation. As we kind of come back into this conversation about how much does it cost to work with a financial professional, I think, really, if we break it down, you're either going to pay them a commission... And and then you're going to have an exit penalty if you buy certain financial products. You're going to pay them uh, a commission, and then you're going to own the securities with no additional fee. That happens often mm-hmm. when you buy a stock in a brokerage account, and it's commission commissioned brokerage account. Right. You're going to pay them a commission, and you're going to own the investment over a long period of time, and... and Uh, And uh, that in itself could be the appropriate thing to do. Having that conversation, how much is the commission? I kind of look at commissions over 7% as being excessive. Right. Uh, Let me me
1: kind of interject a little bit. I think our industry is going more toward a fee-based situation for clients. It used to be pretty much commission, you go in and, You talk to somebody and they will buy or sell something they'll get a commission for it but they really won't give you a lot of advice but i think things have really changed the last few years where there really is no commission when you buy or sell something but you're going to be charged an advisory fee and i have a lot of potential clients or i should say not clients but we've had people come into the office concerned about the fee that they would be charged by us and i think we're really very competitive but i think people looking for advisors shouldn't really focus so much on what are they going to be charged on a fee. They should be more in tune with, let me try to find the right advisor. Let me try to find somebody who will really help me, help me make money, help me with my taxes, and so on and so forth. I mean, would you rather be charged one percent on maybe mediocre service, or would you be want to be charged one and a half to two percent for somebody that can make your money grow better, know more about taxes, to help your all-around financial situation.
0: Well, and and certified financial planners often charge a relatively large fee up front. Then they charge an ongoing fee going forward. And and, uh, we're a little different than that. We'll talk about what we do later on. But uh, it's not unusual to have a big check going in front and then after that you start paying a lower fee. Right. Or, or you pay a fee that sometimes isn't even that competitive. Right. As we kind of go through this, the the folks that say, oh, we don't charge anything, <laughs> that, that's a red flag. Right.
1: It definitely is. That,
0: that yeah. means they didn't yeah. disclose how they get paid. Right. Now, in the custodian, you can have the financial advisor charges a fee. The custodian could charge a fee. You could have multiple different types of situations where uh, in the old days, we had a custodian that used to charge a fee every time you open the door. Well, you open the door, we're going to give you a fee. You close the door, you're going to get a fee. (laughs) We're going to mail you a piece of paper, you're going to get a fee. You're going to have a fee when you buy something, you're going to have a fee when you sell something, you're going to have a fee this and a fee that. Pretty much, we've seen that style of fee. I, th- I can't believe the bank can, I uh, shouldn't say bank, I can't believe that custodian is going to charge a fee every time you turn around. You. That's not something that we're seeing in our industry as often now. We're we're mainly seeing that the industry has become remarkably competitive, that there are quality custodians out there, and I'm going to say world-class custodians, and there's dozens of them out there that don't charge a fee to open the account. They don't charge a fee to close the account. They don't charge a, a fee to buy a, a security. They don't charge a fee to sell a security. They don't charge a fee to custody the account. You can have virtually any account you want and no fee.
1: So, so let me ask you, Dale, for our audience, what is a custodian?
0: Well, so what we're after is a fiduciary responsible custodian that is is, uh, insured and licensed to hold your assets in a responsible way. And, uh, um, you know, there's multiple ones that come to mind that uh, virtually everybody knows. If you have a 401k, you have a custodian of that 401k. Right. If you have a Brokerage account. You have a custodian that holds that brokerage account, and they're they're essentially high quality name brand folks. I'm not going to name the. the I mean, one of the ones that we use is TD Ameritrade, Schwab, TD Ameritrade are are one company now, and we found them. They have, they have is, they're not the only ones, but they have good solid custodian relationships right. with. With us, and they help us service the accounts, and they keep those fees under under wraps. Right. So, so as we kind of, so what's your definition of a custodian? Well, I think you pretty much
1: said it. I think they, a custodian basically safeguards your investment. They don't. They may not necessarily have any play in how it's invested. They just want to make sure your funds are protected, and there's some different compliance issues and things like that. But basically, they protect your assets, but they don't necessarily are the people that invest it.
0: As we go through, you're the only one that has access to that account. Right. It's likely to have SIPC insurance on the investments inside the account, and it could have FDIC insurance for some, of the cash inside the account. There, right. There's going to be safeguards through the whole industry that have the security mm-hmm. that you may own have may have some safeguards in there too. Right. Let's go ahead and take a break. We're discussing what does it cost to work with a financial professional. And uh, and we're kind of illuminating that a little bit, and I and Brett was afraid we'd get it done in about two minutes, and <laughs> frankly, <laughs> it's going a little longer. So yeah, I think right. we're going to take the whole program here and and talk a little bit more about the detail. I think people are kind of interested in this. What are they paying for? Right. What are you paying for when you're paying your financial advisor a, a, a fee? If you'd like to get a copy of the 7 Frequently Asked Questions, you've got to give us a call, 806-358-7977, 1-800-299-PLAN. You can come by the office at 301 South Polk, Suite 420, and pick one up. Or you can go to our website, www.dalebuchner.com. This is Dale Buckner's Financial Clinic visiting with Brett Hansen. Brett, thanks for being on the program again. It's a pleasure. As we, we, I'm trying to let you talk more. I know, but you're not letting me. I know. No, I'm not. It's really tough. I, I kind of brought some statistics here, and this is a, a LIMRA study that looked at registered investment advisors and what is the national average. For a registered investment advisor, and the national average for all accounts is about 1.17 percent per year. Okay, you're talking about the fee charge. Fee charge. Okay, per year, and if you're with a custodian that charges zero, your overall fee would be 1.17 percent or less. Now we're in the what we're seeing is a little bit higher fee here locally. And it may be because they're given more services. It may be, you know, there may be right. a difference. And then right. we're also looking at the minimums to be pretty high. Right. So as we kind of go through, uh, it is immaterial. If the fee was going to be 1.17% nationally and your account is below their minimum, they won't even talk to you. Right. Or they send you to the 800 number. Right. Oh, holy cow. We'll, <laughs> we'll be glad to open it up. Right. And you're now in New Jersey <laughs> talking to a New Jersey guy or gal, and you're visiting in a foreign language or something like or that. Or talking um, to a computer. Who knows? Or you're talking to a computer. Right. Yeah, go online and figure out whether or not that person has your question about what, uh, whether you're – invested wrong or not right that that's the kind of thing that happens is you really end up with a robo caller right a a robo advisor Mm -hmm. that's it i don't want a robo advisor i want somebody (laughs) i can talk to i kind of always you know no it's really good to actually see people face to face eye to eye you know where we can really look at them and figure out whether they're happy or not, or whether whether they understand what you're saying, there's just intuitively, you can really understand that. Or we're doing a whole lot of the the Skype calls, the um, Zoom meetings, FaceTime, uh, that kind of thing is really working out a whole lot better right now because COVID really taught us some skills. That's right. I, I have also, we've got things like DocuSign. We have clients in what is it, twenty states? I don't want to overstate. Oh at least that many. Let's say twenty states, or something like twenty states. So we have clients all over the nation, and we have abilities to be able to take referrals from all of those folks. So we and because we're fiduciary responsible, we're kind of we're getting more of that business in all the time. As we kind of have that conversation about the fee is, depending on what kind of class services you're getting, in addition to that, you could get have a big bill for what we're going to call the financial plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and uh, in the old days, well, we're going to charge them for the financial plan. <laughs> yes, we are. And mm-hmm. we're going to charge them for... The, we're going to get paid a commission? <laughs> yes, we will. And then we're going to charge them a fee ongoing management. Right. That is likely to be in a, inappropriate. Right. We think that, that right now we're seeing a compression of fees nationwide. Right. So, so and you're mm-hmm. nodding your head yeah, yes. You're but right. I, I really think that virtually all of the folks out there, we're also seeing a desire, because of computerization, Mm -hmm. we can, we personally are able to work with smaller, some smaller accounts. It's a little difficult when they get too small, but we're not exclusively, although I'm gonna say, we have multi-million dollar accounts, uh, and we have multi-million, we have a lot of them, we have multi-million dollar accounts, but we're we're not unable to take on the responsibility of a, of an, a smaller account. Right, and so we have one of our uh, good brothers and sisters in the industry. They won't even talk to you if you don't have five hundred thousand or more. Exactly, they will not even you can't even get an appointment. Right, and we, we're able to talk to folks with uh, fifty thousand or more. Right, and. Because of computerization, it's vastly helped us to be able to, to work with those kinds of clients exactly. Uh, and and uh, our overall fee on average for all clients is below 1% right. And we'll kind of talk about a little bit about that for the smaller accounts after the break. If you'd like to have a conversation about whether you how your advisor is charging your fees, whether you suspect that they may be more than somebody else's fees or, or some other thing, give us a call. We'll be glad to look at your account and give you a second opinion about fees. Right? How right. about that? Second opinion doesn't cost you anything. Free without measure. You can come in. You can say, how much are they charging me? And then we can fiduciary responsible answer, we have to tell you the truth. Right. It's it's easy to do. We right. just do the research and find out. Right. Give us a call. We'll set that up, get you the answer real quick. 806-358-7977, 1-800-299-PLAN. If you want to go to our website and get the seven frequently asked questions about retirement planning, go to www.dalebuchner.com. This is Dale Buckner's Financial Clinic, and I'm visiting with Brett Hanson. Brett's a certified financial planner professional in our offices. We're at 301 South Polk Suite 420. It's the Amarillo building. Uh, historic yes, it Amarillo is. building. Cool. It was the first high-rise in Amarillo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this is really one of the coolest buildings in all of Amarillo. First high-rise in Amarillo. And in 1925? 1925, 1925 yeah. My grandfather well, was right. It, it, he literally was... Being a lawyer in Amarillo at that time, <laughs> it's going, wow! You know, times fly by. Oh, it does. Oh, that, yeah. That, that, so when we kind of come back that, that, into this whole story about fees, uh, really, I, th- I think you kind of can tell a little bit about how people can find out how much what fees they pay. Well, one thing that I find interesting is we'll have
1: new people come into the office, and we'll explain to them, you know, what we're all about, what we can do for them. They bring their own statements from their current advisor and many times the the people that we speak with they don't know what they're even paying they don't know if they're being paid charged a fee they don't know whether they're being charged a commission they don't know and nothing you know against people like that but i think it would be who you if you have an uh, an advisor and if you don't know these The answer to these questions it would be good for you to find out but anyway when people come in we really try to find out what what they're paying on fees we talk about our fees We're about as transparent as can be it's really pretty simple the way the way our fees are are set up but it's just an education process with uh, new clients coming in
0: I, i think the fee confusion is even greater with annuities
1: oh no kidding
0: so as we kind of come back into this whole, um, it, and, and there has, in the past, I'm not saying in now, but in the past there have been, oh, you're not charged a fee. <laughs> oh, no, not a worry. We, we don't, you know, we don't. you don't have to pay us anything. You're right. not charged a fee. And then there's a commission that went to them, and then you have an exit penalty. Right. It, wouldn't it be nice to know whether you were kind of, Misled on something. If, if hopefully you were completely and totally aware that there is an exit penalty, you were completely aware that the and in the future, if a person does not tell you about the commission that they're getting ready to receive, that is a breach of the of the responsibility that they have for best interest. Right. So as we kind of come back into this. You, if you're being made a presentation that feels like a sales presentation oh don't worry about that we don't we don't get we, you don't have to pay us anything uh, you don't have any upfront fees you don't have this you don't have that and then all of a sudden you get this disclosure statement that Oh, well, that's not exactly what he said in the sales presentation. (laughs) And he goes, well, don't worry about that. Sign right here. (laughs) Let's get your signatures real quick. You don't need to read all that stuff. You you should have a red flag. If you get a red flag, you should stop, pause, reflect. It's part of my system here. Stop, (laughs) pause, and reflect and go... Maybe I ought to just stop this whole thing right now, and we'll meet again later on. Let me read all this before I sign it.
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely a warning sign when the person says, "Sign right here," and then I'll explain to you all about it. You don't want to (laughs) do.
0: I think they had a a something. You you have to pass it before you can read it. That kind of stuff doesn't usually go well for for in. Politics. It doesn't go well in investing. It really is something that you really need to kind of get into.
1: And I I should say too, the vast majority of the people are basically ethical, but there are a few people like how what I just described. So just uh, be on alert.
0: I'm going to in the last segment. I'm going to really talk a little bit about the um, con artists and how they are able to. $1.7 billion was stolen by con artists last year. Uh, That's just an estimate by Limra. That's amazing. Uh, Amazing Mm -hmm. statistics. Better Business Bureau comes up with some great statistics that are similar to that. $2 billion stolen by con artists. Let's go ahead and take our next break. If you'd like to have a copy of the seven frequently asked questions or a complimentary consultation that free without measure. We'd love, love to have you come in and we'll visit with you. 806-358-7977 299 plan or just email me at dale at DaleBuckner.com or brett with two t's at Dalebuckner.com. This is Dale Buckner's Financial Clinic visiting with Brett Hanson. Brett and I were during the break we are really kind of having a conversation about con artists. And the con artists are really Unbelievably cunning, uh, and, and as we go through, they will masquerade as your best friend <laughs> or your boss. Right. We literally had a con c- come into uh, with an email into our uh, uh, emailed our office, wanting us to buy two thousand seven hundred dollars worth of gift cards, and and we're supposed to give them the codes on the back. <laughs> I'm telling you. I was sitting there going, holy cow, this is this happened. In, if it happens in our office, I mean, certified financial planners, it's sort of like I always want to say, well, I'm a certified financial planner. I think I'm going to call this one quits. Right. So the the main ones are, the, the ones that are likely to have the SEC looking at them are cryptocurrencies, oil and gas that you have the uh, uh, um, where you're uh, having a love interest <laughs> <It's not hard. laughs> a romance scam right Oh I'm just so glad I found you. You're the perfect guy, Brett. (laughs) You know, you blush. (laughs) He's blushing right now. But that's the kind of thing that happens. Yeah, this is happening all the time. Right? Romance scams. You have the uh, uh, my your granddaughter or your grandson's in jail, and if you want to get them out, you got to give us money right now. No, you don't. FBI, IRS. (laughs) What you, your your own bank can send you an email. That's the crazy one. The, you can get an email that says, "Oh, your bank your bank account's been uh, crashed. You need to go on this spot." The minute you go on there, you're off into the middle of the the scammers. They've locked down your computer. Right. They have the ransom computerware coming in. You got holy cow. There's stuff out there. I, we're gonna we got to do. Em we we've got to have a seminar on this right I got to get Eli Wilkerson out here again he's our uh, we call him our fraud expert it's actually our prevention of fraud expert he's right. not our right he's not an expert in how to have fraud he's in how to prevent it and then he he's <laughs> a ethical right. hacker certified ethical, ethical hacker kind of interesting stories here kind of, as we tell stories, kind of get a little animated. Right. Uh, you know, I really am more worried about if you're working with the wrong people and uh, the I, it is possibly the thing that works with, if you... Are much less likely to be working with the wrong person if you go through and you look at a certified financial planner professional. Has it ever happened that one of them has had problems? And, in, in, absolutely, right. is it? It's a one one hundredth of one percent of certified financial planners have ever had ethical problems where they've uh, gotten off with uh, clients' money. Right. So it's not. It's very abnormal. Right. Uh, When I kind of come back into uh, trying to tell you how uh, what you may be looking for, uh, that may, just to help you to avoid fraud, it may be worth a complimentary consultation just to talk about. Exactly. Uh, uh, We've got one minute left. Anything else you want to say before we kind of sign off? No, it's just... When you're looking
1: for a financial advisor, just what's really important—I talked just briefly about it—is just you just have to almost bond with your planner. Just have things in common,
0: because you have to have
1: a really good working relationship. In addition to the advisor's knowledge, and so I think that's kind of important.
0: I think that building that trust that is that right. relationship, and that usually we can do that attempt to do that. If you'd like to have a conversation with a certified financial planner professional here at Dale Buckner, Inc., we will never charge you for that conversation. You'll never get a bill. Uh, We love building up that relationship and getting that trust before we ever go forward. Right. Give us a call, 806-358-7977, 1-800-299-PLAN. If you'd like to email me, it's Dale at DaleBuckner.com. It's Brett with two T's at DaleBuckner.com. If you want to go to our website, just Google Dale Buckner and our website comes up.